Hi, friend. How are you doing? Pretty mixed feelings here. Articulating what I want to say isn't coming easily. If you hadn't heard, there was a mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado yesterday, March 22nd, the town where I'm currently attending graduate school. I live about 45 minutes away in Denver. This is the seventh mass shooting in seven days in the U.S., and I can't help but feeling this horrifying dread that once we come out on the other end of this deadly pandemic, whatever that looks like, we'll be right back to doing what we do best in America, killing each other with guns. This is the second mass shooting that's been close to home for me. The first was the Washington Navy Yard shooting in 2013, which was right in my neighborhood, only a a couple blocks away. I remember being chased by reporters trying to get out of my apartment building into a friend's house. They wanted to know how I felt about what happened, and in that moment, I honestly didn't feel a thing. Mass shootings seemed like old hand at that point. To feel about a mass shooting would mean to feel that every day. And who wants to experience that every day? I'm willing to bet, and this may put you off and you may never listen to this podcast again, but I'm willing to bet, and I'm speaking from the heart here, I'm willing to bet that if a Republican lawmaker's entire family were killed in a mass shooting, they still wouldn't support gun control legislation because that would mean admitting they were wrong. And that's not what their father taught them about masculinity. As I watch the news right now, those lawmakers who do support gun control legislation push for the bare minimum. Background checks. Background checks. And how quote-unquote, mentally ill people shouldn't have guns. When did mentally ill people start becoming the stand-in phrase for violent white men? Those with even the tiniest bit of awareness, whose values and morals aren't clouded with racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, can plainly see the similarities among this country's domestic terrorists, white men, over and over and over again. And these mixed feelings include my sadness to be a white-bodied American to share social-cultural locations with domestic terrorists and colonizers. I'm feeling vulnerable right now as I speak with you, friends, because I don't want to come off as if I'm hardened to the experience of mass shootings, and yet I have to protect my nervous system as anyone else, as a person living in the U.S., because to not expect this happening regularly would mean living in constant dysregulation, anxiety, and fear. And I'm angry. I'm angry at white men. I'm angry at guns. I'm angry at lawmakers. I'm angry at 
bullies. I'm angry at U.S. policies abroad. I'm angry at this country keeping kids in cages. I'm angry there are no reparations for descendants of enslaved people. I'm angry we didn't get COVID vaccinations to Native American and indigenous folks first. I'm angry a black woman isn't president. I'm angry Trump and his entire mafia family isn't in jail yet. I'm angry the rich keep getting rich while we let Americans experience homelessness. I wish I had soothing words to share, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe this rant doesn't belong on this podcast. Maybe it's off-brand, as they say. One of the things I knew going in on this podcast is that I was going to be open and vulnerable. I was going to share a lot about myself, my values, my beliefs, struggles with alcohol, consequences of those struggles, and what's coming up for me as I make connections with people past and present. I've noticed myself pulling back from probing into certain events and characteristics with people during these conversations because I ask myself, who or what is that serving? Is it serving my ego to bring up a painful moment because I need resolve? Or even worse, something in me needs to be shocking to appease this gross idea of entertainment value? A friend asked me the other day how the podcast was going, and I shared that the past two conversations felt meh. And I think I know why that is, but it doesn't necessarily make me feel better about this meh. I'm also certain that the meh didn't show up within the conversation. I'm making some space for the realization that the starry-eyed infancy of this podcast is beginning to shift. This shift is feeling like a real relationship. And real relationships have ups and downs and moments that are just so-so. When I enter the studio and begin a conversation, I'm bringing everything that happened today and yesterday and the week before and the month before and the year before into the room. Sometimes I forget that. Thank you for listening, friends. And thank you for allowing me to be very imperfect today. Be kind with yourself. I will do the same.